Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From movie set to multiplex, it's the business of film with James Cameron Wilson. Go ahead. Make my day. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'll have what she's having. Well, how bizarre. This is Simon Rose with The Business of Film, where I'm in conversation with James Cameron Wilson. James, I watched When Harry Met Sally only the other day and heard Estelle Reiner, the director's mother, utter those very words. Interesting how some films hold up really well, and we were laughing our whole way through it. Still, I think, a very, very funny and astute film. Um, But I'm assuming that you're going to be talking about the chart. How is the current box office chart looking? Well, we had a very positive look at the chart last week because it had gone up by, Mm. if I remember, 66.9% because all the sport had finished and the weather wasn't great. So it's hard to sort of, particularly as there haven't been any huge big new movies, because we had two big movies last week as well. So it has gone down 16.4% from the previous frame. But you have to bear in mind what an amazing weekend Mm. the previous weekend was. And it was the perfect time for both the Suicide Squad and Jungle Cruise to open after the sport and the heat wave. So, but the good news is that last weekend was up 2016.2 from the previous year of the same weekend. <laughs> yes, I wonder why that should be. Were there actually any cinemas open? The yeah, previous yeah, there year? were. Oh, okay, that's fine. Because yeah. I know there will be one point at which there were no cinemas in the UK open at all. Those oh, indeed. Will look yes. incredibly amazing, yes. Infinitely better than the previous year. Okay, so so given the the current situation, reasonably positive. So yes, how, yes. how are we going with the, what is actually leading? Um, well, the big the hitter, process. obviously, is the Suicide Squad, which the I think the public and both critics are absolutely loving. It's the mm. best superhero movie I've seen for many years. And the star of this film, in spite of the all-star cast, is the writer-director James Gunn. Mm who really knows his audience. It's down 31%, but in 10 days, or maybe 11, I think it may have had one day of preview, it made £8 million, which is almost a million a day, which is not bad, all things yes. considered. Yes. Uh, but bearing in mind, I mean, in America, certainly on HBO Max, it was watched by 2.8 million households on its opening weekend. And... Who knows how many the people there are in each household watching yes, the film? Yes, yes intriguing because I mean, when we first started doing this, that was, you know, when a film opened in the cinema, uh, that's the only way you could see it for quite some time to come. Um, and you said, I think, last week that you thought this was even better than James Gunn's previously most famous film, which was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, no, I I do think it is a wonderful movie, 
every shot, every line, every, everything's there for a reason and everything is interlinked and everything's got a payoff. Mm. And in spite of the fact it's two and a quarter hours long, it just zips along. It is just wonderful fun. But you do, do have to have quite a strong stomach. And, but, I mean, Warners are releasing it and they have said that from next year they will return to cinema only the release pattern, but of course oh. they are showing it on HBO Max um, at least for the first 45 days, which is good news. Because what happens is once a film is out there, once it's being streamed on Disney Plus mm. or HBO, it is then open for piracy yeah. and you can watch it on these illegal sites, which when it's not being streamed, and it's only at cinemas, that's much harder to do. And nobody's going to want to pay a cough up good money to watch people getting up from the seat in front of them and have all these heads in front of the screen. Yeah, it, it amazes me because, I mean, sometimes people do pay for that. Very bad copies. For some reason, people still do. I, you know, I get off these things me. occasionally in markets. Yeah, I know. Crazy. But yes, uh, absolutely fair point. I'm sure the film countries would like to go back to making sure they can extract as much money as possible and not lose money to piracy. Mm. Well, of course, we all know that Scarlett Johansson is taking Disney to court because of releasing Black Widow simultaneously in mm. cinemas uh, and on Disney Plus because mm. she has got a percentage of the film and she's losing out, even though she's now the highest paid actress in the world. Mm. Do you know who the highest paid British actress is at the moment? No, it'll be something unusual, but my guess would be Tandy Newton. Uh, no. Okay. Well, I <laughs> this, is a nice, this is a nice segue to the film at number two. It's Emily Blunt, who oh, got nine okay. million, sort of between eight million and ten million wow. for Jungle Cruise. But of course, on the back of A Quiet Place, yes, A Quiet yes, Place yes. Part Two, Mary Poppins Returns, etc., yeah, she is hot, 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 hot. Yeah, However, yeah. I had a friend who went to Jungle Cruise, clearly thought the same as you, because I got a message saying they fell asleep. <laughs> During what? Jungle Cruise. Oh, 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 yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah, not Suicide No, no, not The Suicide Squad. No, 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 no. Well, of course, this is based on a Disney attraction ride, which you can yeah. see at various Disney attraction sites, theme parks around the world. And it's, uh, well, it's a homage to John Huston's The African Queen with Dwayne Johnson uh, spouting these awful puns. Um, I'll give you a couple. Uh, mm. One line he said, had a girlfriend once. She was cross-eyed. Didn't work out. We can never see eye to eye. Oh, God, that's horrible. Or we're headed into headhunter territory now, which is a terrible place to be headed. <laughs> um, and he, I mean, bless him. I mean, he does, he is quite funny. And Jack Whitehall is on hand to give the last. But I think Dwayne Johnson is, he's so self-effacing, really, that <laughs> at least he and Emily Blunt are fun to watch before the big budget CGI and spe um, supernatural special effects. However, you and I will probably just prefer to watch The African Queen yet again, because that is it, still, well, oh, absolutely. Years, still a great movie. Well, it's quite a John Huston week, really. Mm -hmm. Because I hadn't seen Spirit Untamed, but there is a wonderful shot in Spirit Untamed, which pays homage to a shot from The Misfits, which was also directed by John Huston. Mm. But we'll get to Spirit Untamed. Okay. Uh, we have at number three, Space Jam, A New Legacy, which was at number three, down just 17%. Um, yeah, undoubtedly the worst film in the top 10, if not the top 100. It's now made 
1.8 million pounds in total. At number four, we have a film that's slightly better, voiced with the likes of Ryan Reynolds, Nicolas Cage, Emma Stone. The Crude's A New Age, which hasn't moved. It's down 3% with a 5.9 million pound total. Mm. Number five, we've got Black Widow, which again is a terrific superhero movie and certainly one of the best Marvel films uh, I think I've seen for a long time, down 32%. It was at number five. So again, it, no movement there. And it's made 17.5 million sterling. And so to Spirit Untamed, which is down 18%, again, a non-mover. It was at number six. It's got 1.6 million total. And I think we talked about it last week, how much I liked the original film, Spirit, a Stallion of the Cimarron, yeah. in which what I liked about it was that there was that lack of Disneyfication where the animals speak. Matt Damon played the inner voice of Spirit. And I, I think it worked much more better so it was the move the physical movements of the horses and the facial expressions yes. that told their story and then it went on to become this uh very successful netflix series called spirit riding free which is another title for the film the spirit untamed i went in with low expectations i would say it's no classic by any means but at times, it did remind me slightly of a long, sort of a long TV movie released theatrically. But whereas the original was traditional animation, this is obviously computer animated, but it's done really well. And I think particularly the scenes where the, the, the girl who adopts Spirit is hanging onto his mane. Uh, running through the mountainside is terrific. It's the, the animation is terrific. What I really liked about it was that I could actually hear every word everybody said. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Julianne Moore plays the aunt, mm. Cora, in it. Jake Gyllenhaal is back in Brokeback Mountain territory, at least vocally, playing the father of the little girl, who's this East Coast city... Uh, well, she's an absolute disaster area. Wherever she is, things go wrong. And finally, her grandfather can't take her anymore. So she's shipped out to this nowhere town in the far west where she hasn't seen her father for ages. And the one thing she's told that she must never do is to mix with the local horses. And I'll leave the when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply rest your imagination <laughs> it's fun and there's a lot of really funny business going on all the time and if you like sort of handsome horses lots of action uh, some humor and the three young girls big very big eyed girls are uh, enormous fun and i rather enjoyed it it's no classic but no i was pleasantly surprised so in the uk it's known as spirit untamed uh, yes it is okay I know it gets it's always confusing. gets very confusing with yes, I was looking it up there, and of course that's not. No, I'd like to talk about the film at number seven in greater depth. This well, is in that case, water. in that case, why don't we just take a brief pause for breath before we come back and do that? I hope you would agree. 
that would be um, sensible. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. I'm in conversation with James Cameron Wilson talking about, as always, the business of film, which seems, given what's been happening for the last year, and a bit reasonably healthy. So, James, we've been talking about Spirit Untamed. Where do we go now? Well, the, the, the first new film in the chart comes in at number seven. It's a film called Still Water, and it made £478,000 at 488 venues, which works out as a 980 quid average but is this not something i've been seeing advertised on online well i should hope so um and considering this had a wide cinema release i was disappointed that it didn't show up at my local multiplex Mm. they hadn't even heard of it the man i talked to there yet we are talking matt damon here who voiced spirit the stallion it's quite a matt damon week really but more importantly still water is the work of Tom McCarthy, who brought us the station agent, The Visitor. Oh, yes. And Spotlight. I think Tom McCarthy is at his best when he's working with one character, which is why Spotlight is my least favourite of his films, even though it went on to win the Oscar Mm -hmm. for Best Picture. For me, its focus was too diverse, but the subject matter, systemic sexual abuse in the Catholic Church, was a wake-up call to the Academy, and they love a cause. Here with Stillwater, we are back to the solitary character and being outwardly ordinary. He is fascinating. Matt Damon, is, I think, is one of the least demonstrative actors around, which invites the audience to read into his characters on screen, but never more so than here. He plays Bill Baker, and the film opens on a state of devastation. And the camera pulls back very, very slowly. And he's actually, he's a clean-up man. And this town near Stillwater in Oklahoma has been completely erased by a tornado. And that in itself is fascinating. When have we ever seen a film about professionals who clean up after tornadoes? Yes. And... We find out that we've he's seen, deeply... we've seen a film about people chasing them. I seem to remember. Yeah, in, yeah. oh yeah, quite a few. Yeah, yes. indeed, Twister, a great, great yes, movie. Yes. Um, but he's deeply religious. He's very polite. He's very reserved. He's a fascinating character, and he gives nothing away. And he's obviously looking for work. He's very much in um, touch with his mother-in-law, Sharon. Gradually, Tom McCarthy drip feeds what we need to know about him. And we realize that his wife has committed suicide in the past. And we eventually find out that he's got a police record. But he's a good man and he wants to make up for his previous wrongs. We then discover, and I don't think I'm giving too much away because Abigail Breslin is really good in this film. And I love the fact she plays his daughter, his 25-year-old old daughter, and she's in prison in well, Marseille. Abigail Breslin plays a 25-year-old daughter. Oh, gosh, I feel old now. I know, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Yeah, the former child star. Yes. But she sort of, do you remember Amanda Knox? Yes. Well, it's sort of that story, 
but it's a very, I mean, one can't help thinking of yes. it. And I know Amanda Knox has come out on social media criticising the film, but it's not her story. It's actually Matt Damon's story. And what I liked about Abigail Breslin, apart from the fact she's really good, is she doesn't play Amanda Knox. She's an ordinary looking human being. And Matt Damon has obviously put on a lot of weight and he's, he's bearded. He doesn't look like Matt Damon um, that one knows from Ocean's 12 and um, yes. all the other hits he's been in. And as a character study and the fact that anybody who's trying to do better with their lives, it's utterly gut-wrenching. But above all, you really believe in the characters. And though you can never forget that it's Matt Damon playing Bill Baker, you are totally invested in what he's trying to do. And he goes to Marseille and he has this agenda. You will might know an actress called Camille Cotin from, was it, it's a Netflix, Call My Agent, I think you've mentioned. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, of course I know. Absolutely. Yes, she's fantastic in that. Yes. And um, she, she and her little daughter sort of take mm. Matt Damon, who doesn't, Bill Baker, who can't speak French, under their arm. I was so gripped by this. And I think... It was a real shock to see real people on the big screen because I think since the cinemas have opened again, pretty much we've had genre pieces and superhero movies. Yes. This is a real movie. And to see Marseille, on a, and I did see it on a huge screen. Tom McCarthy had a fantastic eye. And I just followed this through, didn't know where it was going. And I think it's one of the best films I've seen this year. Oh, okay, James. Absolutely fascinating. Okay, and that is Stillwater. Um, I must—I misunderstood. I think the adverts I saw on the telly made me think it was actually streaming online at the same time, but I don't think it is. Uh, no, that's fine. Stillwater and okay. Stillwater's Run Deep. So where now do we go? Uh, we've got old at number eight, which was at number seven, down one place, down forty-two percent, with two point eight million pounds in total. At number nine, we've got the last lever, love there, the last letter from your lover mm. which i still can't remember the title of that and i think you're probably <laughs> with me either yeah um, a couple of weeks ago i talked about a film called off the rails which is currently at number 32 i can't remember i said that it was actually kelly preston's last film and if i didn't i apologize because it's about these three people who go on this trip this rail trip around europe and kelly preston is one of the three and it is Jenny Seagrove is another, and it is her last film. Uh, and, of course, there's also one of Cloris Leachman's last films in the chart, The Crudes, A New Age. And now I bring you news of what is perhaps the last film, certainly one of the last features made by Ben Cross. And like the other two films I've just mentioned, it's more of an ugly duckling than a graceful swan song. Ben Cross plays, well, that might be giving it away, as he doesn't turn up until later in the film. So I won't tell you what he plays. This is one of those Mills and Boone sagas that stretches across time and digging up the romantic past can make for fascinating drama. In fact, the best moment is in the film is when Felicity Jones, as an investigative journalist says, the past can be intoxicating. It can draw you in, create an illusion that things were better you were happier, or experiences were richer back then. Mm -hmm. It will also debilitate you. And this is the best moment of the film. 
Now, in a nutshell, we've got two parallel stories running 50 miles apart. We've got 1965 in London, which looks like more like the 1930s, where Shailene Woodley plays a socialite who's been in a car accident and has lost her memory. And then we cut forward 50 years to Felicity Jones working at the London Chronicle, who is asked to write a feature on the recently deceased editor of her publication. And she comes across these love letters. Unfortunately, the film really doesn't work. I think Bridget Jones's diary is trying to be dredged up for Felicity Jones to play the comedy. I think she used to be really good, um, maybe 10 years ago when she did Chalet Girl. Well, oddly and, enough, Shall I Go, I absolutely adored. Remind me of the old Diana Zerbin films. I mean, I didn't expect to enjoy it. But yes, oh, it's a shame you think she, she's gone off rather than the movies. Uh, well, Shailene Woodley, I couldn't understand a word she said. Oh. And it's, I'm afraid it, it's just catatonic, really. It's very, very slow. And I kept thinking maybe I should re- revisit The Notebook or even Possession with Gwyneth Paltrow. Two, two romantic films dealing with the past and present. Yes. It's just very, it's not very well made. Oh, and it's well. underlit and it's slug, sluggish. Anyway, um, we'll, won't um, linger on that. And at you number 10. You want to DVD, so we didn't have very yeah, long I know. Left. Number 10, we've got The Forever Purge, down right. 36%. Yeah, I would like to talk about a new DVD of the week called Running Against the Wind which my guess is you've never heard of. Uh, you would be absolutely right. Um, okay. This is the first Ethiopian film I have ever seen. Okay. And it was shot over several years, obviously on an incredibly low budget. And I think Ethiopia in the recent Tokyo Olympics came 56th and they tied with Portugal. Um and that was, um, I, I know nothing about sport, but I did a little bit of background on mm-hmm. um, this film because it's about two best friends who grow up in the bush about 350 miles from Addis Ababa. One wants to be a runner, a professional runner one day. They're about 12 years old. Mm. You don't ever see their mothers. In fact, there's a lot in this film that you don't see. But I will say, when it opens, it completely had me just because of the extraordinary landscapes. And you see these two solitary figures, one at a time, running through various regions of Ethiopia. And I think the director, now that you can actually make films quite cheaply, has really exhibited an extraordinary eye. And so we follow these two boys in their youth, uh, The father of one dies and he moves in with the other. And then a white photographer visits the village, if you can call it a village, and takes their photograph. And Solomon is entranced. He's never seen a camera before. And he starts using the camera. And at one point, he then runs, he steals the camera and runs to Addis Ababa. Mm -hmm. Now, I had a problem with this because... (laughs) Because I, I, I thought, really? he Because it doesn't explain how he gets from the village to Addis Ababa. Right. And the film is not about that. It's really about these two boys trying, these two men as they grow up, finding each other. And do you remember the film Capernaum from Lebanon? No, I don't think I do. Sorry. One of the best films of recent memory. Yep. 
about a young boy living on the streets in uh, Beirut. This is reminded me of that because, again, the director really captures Addis Ababa as it is today. And mainly it is these people just living on the street in these extraordinary shed-like places. And you sort of know where it's going, but it sometimes tricks you up. But visually, I feel I have a much better understanding now of Ethiopia than I did beforehand. The acting is a bit ropey. There are some wonderful performances. Um, Solomon's little girl, Fakir, she is extraordinary. She cannot be one and a half. But I think, again, the director shows he has a certain control of that. And I must mention his name. He's Jan Philip Vale. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that. But right. he has got a terrific future. And this is the first Ethiopian film actually submitted by the Ethiopian government for consideration for Best Foreign Picture at the American Academy. And I'm sorry it wasn't shortlisted. It does have problems because it, I think if it had been edited by a real professional Hollywood editor, we'd have a masterpiece here. But I'm nonetheless, well, I was we'll enthralled. Get, maybe we'll get a director's cut or an editor's. An editor's cut, yes. Get Thelma Schumacher on oh, it. Would be <laughs> maybe, you can put it, maybe you can bring the two together. Uh, James, thank you very much indeed. I've been in conversation with James Cameron Wilson looking at the business of film. Good morning, Vietnam! What we've got here is failure to communicate. You ever dance with the devil in the pale 